from a regional level, what's the main differences that you see? Yeah, I, I find a, a race really going on in bo both North America and Asia, but not really in, in Europe so far. And there are many reasons for that, I think. Uh, one is that there are not that many private inv investors in Europe, uh, at least not compared to, for example, USA. Another reason is that, uh, which is quite important, I think, is that in, in EU, we have chosen to uh, try to regulate stuff before they even exist. And uh, that is, of course, the, our intuition is that they, that should be done because before something potentially dangerous happens, we should regulate before it happens. But uh, the thing is that it's really hard to make that in a realistic way because the target is moving all the time. Thing is that I think what several countries in Asia are doing, as well as Canada and USA, is to have the regulations very tight to the development of the ongoing changes within AI. And if you have that tight enough, I think also it could be good enough. But foremost is, is more realistic regulations you can do. That there are a few reasons why Europe is maybe 10 or 15 years lagging behind Asia and, and North America. But what do you think that if we try to understand the reason for it, what, what, are, what are we scared of in terms of the AI developments? I think it's a few things, but I, maybe the, the most important thing which the EU Commission is focusing on is the integrity of all the people in, in EU. And I agree with that being extremely important, but I'm not sure they, they always in all detail understand what the best way is to do this. I see quite a few good suggestions, both from Asian countries and from North American countries within that area. It's not like North America does not care about integrity, so it's not a very European thing either. I, I would imagine their integrity on the agenda from, from their perspective as well. So why is Europe having such a hard stance towards it then? Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like an issue in all countries, but it's, it's, I think it's, they, they show some different path for this. And it might be that it will converge in some way in, in the near future, but uh, so far it, it has been probably one of the reasons why Europe is lagging that much. As I, I said, I don't think it's the only reason why, why Europe is lagging. Okay, Europe is not part of the race, so it's North America versus Asia at the moment. What, what are the consequences of, of winning as well as losing from a regional perspective? It's about competitiveness, about getting market shares in, in all sectors, but it's also, at least in in US, it's quite an important security thing to be able to match and also be able to be in the forefront compared to China. I've read somewhere in an article where you were interviewed that you said both, uh, I remember, both North America and Asia, they have more like a, a goal-oriented approach while Europe have more of a technology perspective on it. What's the difference in being goal-oriented and technology-focused? Yeah, several of the leading countries, no, normally in, in most rankings, there are US number one, China number two, uh, UK number three, and Canada number four. They 
they are normally the four top countries. And they have quite a few things in common, I think. One, one is what you're talking about, being, being focused on a strategy in some way, not just a strategy on a paper, but also which actually means something. And you can see that, for example, in in UK, where the office for AI is part of the cabinet office, actually. We don't have that in most European countries, certainly not in Sweden. Uh, And the same thing in in US for more than one year, AI. There is an AI office for the whole federal government, for example, in within the White House. This is, I think this is one criteria you can see that they really think it's an important strategic part and you can also see how they try to try to get more and more talents to these countries for example although you have the rules from brexit in uk you still if you have the right type of graduation from ai you get to to live in in uk although you still don't have a work for example which you normally can't do and I think actually some of these countries are, you, you, you could describe them as really aggressive on getting as many talents as possible. And in some way, for example, the Toronto area, Canada has succeeded to get a lot of good talents from US and they are trying to get them back to Austin and, and Silicon Valley and so on. So there's a race going on there as well. And uh, yet another thing is that several of the leading countries found out that uh, if we let our our export industry lead in this case, the, the public sector can learn and gain from that leadership. And I don't think many European countries have that clear strategy regarding letting the the international companies lead, really. And yeah, there's quite a few things. Another thing is if you really want to do not only applied AI, but but also research and so on, then then you need, I think, what we normally call an AI hub. That is a few of the leading AI, international AI companies, a few universities, uh, a lot of startups, a few public sector organizations and so on, at the same geographical place. If you count that type of hubs, AI hubs in the world, I think Canada have twice as many as EU, what is it, 450 million people compared to Canada, 35 million people. And and still Canada has twice as many AI hubs. And a lot of good things come out of these hubs. So there are quite a few things which the leading nations have done. 